stay here and keep out of trouble. Welcome to the Brick City Blockade Podcast. There's the blockade. Join Robin Vogt and Sean Michaud. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. As they break down that galaxy far, far away. There's coffee around. Right there. <laughs> I know. I know. That's right. Right now, we are here at Stairway to Heaven Comics in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Pretty cool actually being here at a different store. I mean, we've done White Mountain Comics. We've done Krypton Comics. Larry's. Larry's Comics in Lowell, Massachusetts. Not Lowell. Yeah, it was Lowell. With um, our good friend, Mr. R.W. Martin, who's here as well. And finally, we're here at Stairway to Heaven Comics in Portsmouth for our one-year anniversary celebration of the Brick City Blockade podcast. So, absolutely, it's so awesome. That Again. So, it's so awesome that you guys are watching us live on Facebook right now. You're also listening to us on the podcast network, whether you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or that thing that Brian just figured out probably about a week ago, which is TuneIn Radio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Still haven't listened to it on there. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this is really our one-year celebration. Sean and I have been doing this yeah. thing now for a full year, and we have the full group here other than Scott Inch of yeah. course um, which who you guys will see in September which is going to be awesome here in the United States but so great one year it's amazing how far we've come Brian it is you guys uh, so did you guys actually record in March I mean I don't even think the rest we, no, of us we know started, we started your, in March. backstory it was an idea in March you texted me first <laughs> that's right <laughs> like, that's right hey do you want to start a podcast they're, they're gonna turn this into a movie at some point you know? oh yeah it's, it's, it's this yeah. origin story oh absolutely I can already see like <laughs> a six a issue uh, Dark Horse comic based Ooh. on the you might even be able to get James to do the voiceover work for it there you go do that. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea. So when did you guys record your first episode? Oh, let's see. Oh. Our first episode. Um, I have to say, I, I believe it was March 18th. Yeah. Was the day that we released the first episode. It was a Saturday because we had recorded on a Thursday. Oh right. Yeah. And oh my, I'm I'm just gonna say it right yeah. now, that basement that we recorded out of for our first like <laughs> yeah. five episodes. Uh, it was the basement of my apartment, um, which I share with the rest of my family. And I'm telling you, you want to talk about, I mean, it has to start somewhere. You have to yeah. look at it that way. Every podcast has to start somewhere. A basement, an addict. Yeah, we started in the dwells of his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Basically, yeah. that first episode, I, I can't remember specifically what we were discussing. It was more of an introduction well, episode for most well, of us. Well, before we had like a two-hour plan what we we're going to talk about oh, yeah, never forever never no. No. yeah don't plan anything anything here just wing it. <laughs> yeah so that was really like the first thing was sean and i sat down i believe it was like two or three days before we started recording i believe it was a monday we headed out to starbucks yeah. sorry james um and we sat there because the wi-fi connection was pretty good and we developed our first episode of the podcast and now that I think about it, I believe our first episode was post Force Awakens. I think it was our Force Awakens review about coming yeah. out of Force Awakens and some of the theories that happened, um, some of the other parts of the film that we thought we would break down more in depth. And I have to admit, for a first episode, Sean, like to break down Force Awakens was a pretty good episode to start with. Yeah, especially going from Force Awakens and then to the Rogue One breakdown. Breakdown. It was. It's so different. 
Yeah. So you guys just woke up one day and were like, "We're gonna just do. We're gonna start a podcast." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the thing was, was that you know, Sean and I, we of course we've been friends for like 14 years. We've known each other a long time since fifth grade, and we were actually just like going back. Yeah. And I was like, "Man, we were at a birthday party back in fifth grade, and we were playing Star Fox on the N64 (laughs) and stuff." And I was like. You know, we were we kind of had this nerdy connection that we really didn't know about each other. Like we did music a lot. We used to until after high school. Yeah. It was basically around like college, basically. Yeah, it was really we we kind of disconnected for some time, graduating from high school mm-hmm. and everything. And then Sean and I once again we met up back in college, and you know Star Wars was you know when we graduated was yeah. 2012 when yeah. Disney bought Lucasfilm. So that I think was like an opening for us was like we're going off to college. Star Wars is going through this complete redevelopment mm-hmm. and uh, you know just once 2016 came around and once force awakens came out it was like what a better time to jump onto the star wars community and start talking about it up here in new mm-hmm. hampshire absolutely <laughs> did you guys do anything um go to any events or anything before you guys got the podcast going or did you how did you like reconnect and like start talking about this podcast thing I think it was right after we we, we went to see uh, the Force Awakens, and then I think it was before we we knew we loved Star Wars, but we didn't have the idea of the podcast until January, basically. Okay. Yeah, I mean, really, like I guess what really stemmed from our understanding of Star Wars and everything, um, it really was like reconnecting back in college, and you know. I think it was just one night you you either texted me or you messaged me and you, we were starting to talk about yeah. the Force Awakens. We it was even before then. I think it was right around November of yeah. 2015, and we just started talking about like, you know, it, it, everything happening that's coming up. Like, we had talked about, I, you know, of course with Star Wars Celebration, mm-hmm. that was such a big reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Han Solo and Chewie, you know, Chewie were home moment and everything. And Sean and I really hadn't talked about it before. Right. So to have that moment to kind of sit back in November, get ready for Force Awakens, and have a lot of time to just kind of pick each other's brains about it before even the idea of the mm-hmm. podcast came, and it just kind of it just kind of melted its yeah. way to where it went. So yeah. where the, where'd the name come from? I don't think have you guys ever talked about that on the show? No, no, no we haven't. <laughs> we haven't talked about that. Um, the Brick City Blockade. I'm I'm just gonna say. Um, I f- almost felt like I was a National Geographic researcher when I went to try to figure out a name for the podcast network or the podcast at the time. And, you know, I was think- I was throwing a bunch of names out there. I was like, Granite State Garrison, no, because that's going to get involved with the 501st mm-hmm. or something. I said, nope, that's not going to work. Started throwing around different names of New Hampshire and everything, try to figure out some nicknames. So I said, you know what? We're based out of Exeter. We're doing it local to start. What a better way to name this podcast than to name it after something historical in town. So really where it started was was that I went to the uh, Exeter um, Historical Society. Mm-hmm. And I was going there anyway because I had a research paper to do yeah. for my social studies class in college. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone while I'm at it. Um, <laughs> so I said, you know what, let me just go through... You know, history of Exeter. I was doing a report on the history of Exeter anyway, so I was like, "Oh, perfect." So I was going through and going through and going through, and I stumbled across the mention of Brick City for the nickname of Exeter in 1886. And I know I'm a really historical person. It's like I, 
I started really getting into it and stuff. And Exeter had been a brick manufacturer at the mills in Exeter back in 1886. So I was like, and most of the town is still made of brick and everything. And there seems to be, uh, now the sidewalks are bricks. You know, that finally happened. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wow, what a cool name. Brick City. And then I was watching Phantom Menace, unfortunately. And I, and I <laughs> came across, um, you know, the word blockade. And I was like, Brick City Blockade. I was like, what an interesting combo. I was like, huh, maybe this can be something. And I really doubted it after some time. I threw it yeah. over to Sean, and I was like, what do you think of this name? And Sean, you know, obviously, like, 15 minutes of no reply. I was like, oh, he hates it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He must hate it. And then, what did you say? I think I said, like, actually, it was an interesting idea. I said, like, it was different than other types of podcasts I hear. That's what I thought it was. I thought I was going to go somewhere. Mm, and I remember you saying even after like the first time we recorded, I think you actually made a sly comment. I think you're like, Robin, are you sure you want to sure you want to stick to Brick City Blockade? Are you sure, are you sure this <laughs> yeah. is going to work with that name? And um, I think we came finally to a consen- consensus after that first episode because when you're one or two episodes in, it's like you still have time to change the name. You still yes. have time to kind of move it around and stuff and mix it up. But there was something that Sean and I just kept coming back to, and it's like, I don't know if we should change it. I think it's going to stick it, it just fit well, based on our personality, too. Mm. And it fit because the Nexter and Stars, and by the way, I had two Stars and Nords and Exeter. Started a podcast. You basically just called me a brickhead, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. No, no, no that's beautiful. First drop mic of the night. But yeah, that that's really where the, the name stemmed from, was a lot of just happened to be re- historical research and just trying to find something individual because, you know, with with a lot of podcasts and coming up with a podcast name can be hard. Mm-hmm. It really can be. And uh, credit to somebody like um, Steel Wars and stuff. You know, he took his name and was able to take it into a different direction called the Steel Wars podcast mm-hmm. and then yeah. be able to edit himself into different cover items and everything. <laughs> and, I, and I just love that kind of format. And the big thing is originality. Um, it's something that I think hasn't existed in a long time. Um, a lot of people just pull words and just throw them together to have a name. And it's like, it has to be like an outer meaning to it. It has to be, you know, so people can go back and research it a little bit. You gotta have a story to it. And mm. they say, that's our story so far. And yeah. then we're not done yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It looks cool as an abbreviation, BCV. Mm. You yeah. know, so that, and you know, looks cool that way as well. So, I mean, you didn't even think of that, but now that you have shirts and yeah, there you go. Yeah, one of the cool things too is I think even everybody's, I think Lucasfilm in general is really good about fandom and stuff. It's almost the complete opposite of the other sci-fi thing yeah. where they, you know, Paramount is yeah, what they are. Flies, yeah. But um, I think it works great too because it doesn't actually have any words in it that need to be trademarked whatsoever. Right. I yeah. mean. You can refer to you know blockade, blockade runner, and it's related to it, but it's nothing trademarkable. So then you don't have to worry about like you know I always worry about some of the other sites out there that like you know Star Wars you know whatever, and I'm not gonna name any because I don't yeah. want to point anybody. <laughs> 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 but I always just wonder. It's like 
you know, even some of the larger ones are, are rather, you know, generic. I think the biggest one out there is probably Rebel Force Radio. Yeah. Rebel Force, you know, is a Star Wars term, but it's also nothing Lucasfilm trademarked yet. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Because they're trademarking things left and right, so you got to be careful. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's the factor of... Again, just the marketability factor, and I and personally, I come from a family of marketing people. My dad was in marketing for over forty years, and it was one of those things. I even threw the name to him, and he said, "You know what? It's original. You're not going to run into many copyright laws with anything." And he said, "You're going to have the flexibility to really do a lot with it." BCB, uh, yeah. other shows using that name, mm. the term blockade, the term brick city. He said, "That alone, that's a name that hasn't existed." For over 175 uh, a years now. So that alone is an open that. term that we can use in any way um, possible. So in terms of marketing, that was one of the things Sean and I talked about. I'll have you talk about this, Sean. Mm -hmm. Was the marketing factor. Um, being in New Hampshire, not being in a big market. That's one thing that I talk with Brian and yeah. I talk with everybody here about. And Sean especially is, you know, being in New Hampshire, it's hard to market in the state sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's hard to market in New England as a whole and to find the right outlets to get your name out there. You know, we don't live in New York. We don't live in Boston. We don't live in the Midwest or even in California. We live in a small market. And just to try to find that individual name that will push you forward. That's, that's right. You got you to branch out, basically. Mm. And every fandom, every fandom, Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever, they all come together try to trying to find the right word for it. Like... More of a positive vibe for positive as if, community. Yeah, and it's 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 easy. It's it's harder to get them all, get them all together, I guess, especially mm. when you're far away. But when we're all together, like either with the online stuff with communities, it, it makes it easier to connect. So, mm. and our social media presence as well. I mean, social media. I mean, I I do say the New Hampshire small market and everything. I'm sorry to the New Hampshire Business Bureau for <laughs> for kind of throwing you under the bus um, in terms of what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, they know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, social media has always been our biggest outreach. And you guys know, you see it across. What we're doing here at the Podcast Network is Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And of course on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, I, I think we're really trying to branch out so that people when they hear the word or hear the name of the town Exeter New Hampshire mm -hmm. or Hooksit or Dover yeah. or anywhere you know James's local now RW anywhere where you are they associate it with the Brick City blockade oh if they drive through Exeter or something let's say they're on a family yeah. vacation in New Hampshire they drive through Dover it's like wait doesn't isn't Chris Letty yeah. uh, vintage viewport <laughs> in, from Dover isn't you know they drive through Hooksit isn't Brian Jedi scavenger isn't he from isn't he from Hooksit New Hampshire um, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you start to get recognized slowly but surely. And it's a slow progress. Yeah. I, I think I'm speaking for Sean when I say that the, the amount of progress that we've seen and the amount of outreach in just a year has been amazing. Is mm -hmm. And again, back to that small market thing. Yeah. Just in this market alone, just to branch out like this in one year. Look at, Lucas, cool. look at Lucas Films. They didn't know. And now, now look at that more. No, not anymore, but <laughs> right. for now, it's, they're Disney now, but... Right. Still. Still, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's planting those seeds, you know, wherever you can. Um, just getting your name out there. And uh, the best place... I mean, th there's the, the social media online presence. 
but doing the grassroots marketing, which you know you guys have been doing great at, hosting live events at you know local shops and stuff like that, you know not only gets our name out there, but it gets the business's name out there, and then the customers that are walking around, they start asking questions, and that you know you get people interested that may never have known or found out about the network. Yeah, you know, there's some pretty large podcasts out there that have never even thought of doing like a live show or whatever. Right. I know we're good friends with, with RetroZap that we're mm-hmm. going to be meeting up with uh, on Star Wars Day, June 10th, the, which is going to be really awesome. And I just think it's going to be a, this this huge Star Wars beat up. And it's, you know, we, we talk about yeah. community. And, and uh, one thing that kind of got me involved with you guys was uh in exeter they did uh star wars night they they screened the force awakens out on uh, you know on the the um Swayze parkway there and uh you know social media that yeah. we ended up getting uh you know connected there and you guys did like a, a trivia thing and then uh you know i'm just sitting there watching the movie with my family and robin mm-hmm. pop up and you're just like and it like <laughs> you know you just like this bundle of energy i'm like wow this guy's got some uh you know what and i'm like i'll have to remember that and then i think i, I bumped into you guys at, at, at granite state comic-con yeah. and uh you know then later i think getting started with with rubble's recap and i think that right there was you guys first making another connection out to the other part of the community because yeah. i mean the rest of us were all kind of existing out there but i think it was kind of as we started to chat more often we're like hey there's there's something there's something here and i mean i think even you know chris i don't know if we talked about this on the podcast before too but you heard me on another collecting show toy run with with chris b and and jake stevenson i was doing a a report live in the toys r us in manchester new hampshire for you know rogue friday or whatever it was and you heard me on that, and you're like, I, I go to that store all the time. And you, sent, you, you know, you sent me a, you know, sent me an email, and then you and I got chatting back and forth, and I was like, hey, hey let's, you know, just one thing kind of led to the right. other. So. I know, and then so, yeah, I reached out to you, and we were kind of going back and forth for a little while, and then I heard about the Star Wars thing at Krypton in Exeter, and you're like, oh, why don't we meet up there, and then like I met you guys. That was our first live stream too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, right. um, you know, we just kind of got chatting and stuff like that. And then, you know, we met up uh, for coffee in, in Dover and started talking about things. Yeah. And, yep. you know, I talked about wanting to get into a vintage kind of discussion thing. And and then we just started, you know, going back and forth and work something out. Chaos yeah. ensued. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. And it's crazy because so you guys posted a picture of you guys graduating high school and yeah, stuff yeah and i realized that i was at your graduation no really because my oh, nephew oh, was yeah, in your like... was in your class <laughs> so i i'm like i was at that graduation wow. so, oh jeez that's not how the force works i know we start yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the conversation, <laughs> <to> the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> God, oh, no. don't let me be stealing your lines. No. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hokey graduations. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, that was a hokey graduation. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, 
it, it was just so funny how everything happened. That's the one yeah. thing I will say. You know, we we do joke about like the forces that be that connected us, but mm-hmm. there is there is something to that. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it, it, now that now that I know that Chris was there, it's, it's, it's kind of unusual, but okay. I know it's, it's sorry, but no, it, you don't apologize. He's watching you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been following. <laughs> And he played the yeah. long game, like yeah. Thrawn. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Chris is a bounty hunter, basically. He's no good to me, Dad. I thought he spilled his coffee. I'm, I'm going home now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to sit here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, just just to kind of... Brian brought up a, a really good point here, I, I have to admit. Um, you know, that, that was funny that night um, at Swayze Parkway because... Sean and I, we, we had planned on doing that night, um, and then we also planned on being at Kittery Point for their screening of The Force Awakens as well. And we had talked with people from the Mandalorian Mercs and the 501st Garrison, and I kind of connected with them a little bit as well, and they said, yeah, you guys should we, come out here and do that as well. Yeah, we were worried because it was raining and lightning that day. Exactly. I'm glad it stopped, and if it didn't, we haven't met you then. Yeah, so it, it was one of those things, and I remember at one point we did say, Sean, we were like, we should just pack it up and just not... Yeah, not. we said it like five times. Five times. Every time then, it rained. It's like, this is not going to work If we out. said it six times, then who knows? But, <laughs> but I mean, it was it was almost like the forces that be said to us, like, stay here, guys. There's, some, there's something on the horizon. You just got to be patient. You just got to be patient. You got to wait it out. And that was funny. I, I can't remember what you got, Brian, from us from the trivia. Was it a satchel bag? Yeah. It was for a question related to this guy here with the <laughs> tall parsecs. How uh, funny is that? Yeah. How funny is that? And then, uh, I'm really sorry about the quality of that thing, too. I mean, I was like, it's kind of like the last minute throw together thing. But, I mean, but, I mean, that was just, I think that's a good point, too. Not not because of that, but, <laughs> no, but just getting out there in the community, be willing to, yeah. like, I, I, I remember talking to my wife. I'm like, geez, these guys are pretty generous. I mean, like, you know, there's no benefit other than just, you know, grassroots you know, marketing and stuff like that. And I think even just not even really knowing about what you guys are doing, I was like, well, geez. And then I think even, um, you know, one thing that stuck out with me too before we even really started working together was at Granite City Comic Con, I mean, you guys were giving out pops like it was like candy. Yeah. And like yeah. you, there's a lot of connections. And I mean, there's a lot of, you know, fans that were there that are, you know, I think still podcast listeners today. Yeah. Yeah. That that's something that leaves kind of a, you know, lasting, um, you know, impression. Yeah, and that's one of the... I'm, I'm actually... I think we could probably talk about that, is that that was our first real experience as a podcast was Grand State Comic Con. Yeah. And I have to admit, like, the minute I came... I went to Sean, I said, dude, we're going to be at Grand State Comic Con, and this is going to be like... Our, you know, we really have to plan this out, what we're going to talk about. Um, we were so nervous, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's our, it's our first... Expected. Yeah. Yeah, it was our first con but that we've it was, done. It was all worth it, though. And everything, hap- like I said, hap- happens for a reason. Like, we got a free... We might as well tell that story now. Yeah, so we were waiting oh. for our, our, po- our Sorry, podcast yeah, right before. <laughs> Don't scare us. No, I went trying to reconnect. It's already done that twice. Uh, continue, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for interrupting me. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure what no, you were no, going to no, say was going to... Everybody else can... No, but right before our podcast, like 20 minutes... Was it like thirty minutes before? 30 minutes, yeah. We went to the, the what was it? It was the bar and grill inside yeah, bar and grill of the Madison. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And we were we were waiting for our our food and 
and we, and she was, our, she, our waiter f- forgot about us for like 20 minutes, and she was so nice with us to not pay, not let us pay for it. Ah, wow. Yeah, so it was like one of those experiences. We were sitting there, and sitting there, I was like, trying 15 minutes to listen. So let's start. It's like, oh where is it? And she finally came with the food, and she said, gentlemen. She said, I know you have a panel coming up. And first of all, she didn't even know that we had a panel. I totally believe she didn't know that we had a panel. And she said, I know you guys have a panel coming up. Enjoy your food. And walked away. And it was one of those experiences. And I said to Sean on that day, and I, you know, I'm a firm believer that there is something else happening in those moments that, you know, it was like, wait a second. It's like, this is happening before this. And then... A lot of things started happening after that. We started getting a lot more listeners. We started exploring some different things. Rebels recap started really coming underway after that. And it was kind of like, you know, what was was there a purpose to that happening? Like, she recognized that we were important enough that we were going to be going to I mean, do she, something. She didn't have to do it. She was right. just that nice of a person to do it for us. Mm-hmm. Right. It was. The, it was just one of those moments. And I and I said it to Sean. I said. Dude, I, I said, you know, this happened for a reason, man. You know, she did this for a reason, and I think, you know, we have to look back at this as a moment where it's kind of like, I know it's silly because it's food and stuff, Yeah. but at the same time, it's it's almost like that doesn't happen every day. And for somebody to say, you're running a panel, and maybe they looked at the schedule, maybe they didn't. It's like, <laughs> uh, wait a second, you know, okay. But it was just one of those experiences that we That's had. That's pretty cool. What did you guys, so what... Um, responsibilities did you have at that uh, con? Like, what did you, what events did you do, and that sort of thing? Mm. I'm trying to think about specifically what we did at the con. So you d- we just we just did one panel, and it was the, what was it? It was. Did you moderate it, or were you? When it comes specifically to the panel that we did, it was more. You know, the funny thing is, is that we didn't really get into live podcasting at that no. time. Oh, okay. But it was really. I mean, Brian was in the room at that time. It really yeah. was a podcast episode about us talking about like legends in Star Wars and breaking down the characters where they're gonna show up. And one of the things we focused on was like fan interaction and everything. Yeah, it was all fan. Like half of it, it was us and the fans interacting with each other. Just sitting close by just it's just not just us talking it's okay it was just for the fans so there was, there was interaction yeah and yeah, oh, yeah absolutely i mean it was like every five minutes we would focus like we would talk about a specific character and then it was like somebody shot, shot their hand up it, was, it wasn't one of those things where sometimes you go to a panel and they just keep moving the, the program forward and they wait for fans to ask questions it was one of those things that's like well, if Ian really has a question about what we just discussed or maybe wants to propose own theory, and then the beauty of it is that if they have a theory to propose, yeah. they then therefore ask things. And it just builds this much larger discussion at the same right. time. It could go in a totally different direction that maybe works better, but you didn't even plan on it. You know? yeah. And e- even after it, after the after the panel, and they even came up and asked us more questions and who we are as a podcast. It was really nice of them. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say, just piggybacking off of that, it was one of those things where it's like, you allowed the fans to speak, and I think we do this really well on the podcast network here. We let the fans share their thoughts after they listen to an episode. They can go on Twitter, they can go on Facebook, they can comment, they can rate our podcast, they can subscribe to it if they really like it. 
But even then, we were doing that silently. It was almost like, oh, you, you're really interested in what we're talking about. Here's a card. You can go over to Facebook. You can go over to SoundCloud and listen to what we're doing over there. Um, and you guys can join in on the conversation at the same time. And I think I'm really going to stem back the success of where we've hit in one year, in 12 months, to the fans. Because I think without that, you know, it's, it's really all about fan interaction and giving the freedom to the fans. Somebody like RW that we finally <laughs> got the chance yeah. to meet and everything and came to a live podcast of ours. And we gave RW some time to say what he wanted to say yeah. and to really express his feelings about what we were talking about. And I think that's why we like to focus on the fans. It's This is a podcast I say it all the time on social media. It's for the fans by the fans. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of what every, each, each one of us are doing here in the long run. And what was amazing was when we had that discussion about this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's right. You know, you're like, what is that? And no, we didn't really know what it was or why Han Solo would have one in the first place. So that got everybody thinking and and uh, that was a great episode or whatever. Yeah, that live still talking yeah. about it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, the droid caller. Yeah. The, oh, that was so much fun. We're just researching the people after. who aren't watching the video and they only have the audio, this is a droid caller. <laughs> <laughs> Not a caller. Hey, caller. <laughs> Not a lightsaber for a Jawa. Yoda's lightsaber. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, my original lightsaber it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was. I mean, Chris that's just welcome for that. that alley, yeah, yeah. That's what the. Uh, <laughs> that's what it's all about. You know, taking something out of the Star Wars universe that you might not be clear on, or you always had a question on. Well, this didn't make sense to me, or why is this or that or the other thing and maybe no one else has ever thought of it either and then you all brainstorm and try to figure out everybody's point of view on it yeah absolutely what's, our, what's the other motto that we have oh yes of course we don't pretend to know everything <laughs> no. so true it's so true yeah. I mean there's too much to know there really yeah. is there really is and it's one of those things you know we were talking about doing cons and everything We've, we went to Hartford Comic Con after that and that was a cool experience because it was the first time we went south. Um, I, it was cool because I saw people walking around that I knew. Um, I ran into an old friend um, that I went to preschool with in Southbury, Connecticut, which was really cool. It was like, I don't know how he remembered me. I think it was because um, I was probably wearing a tag of some kind at Hartford. Um, but it was it was really cool because, you know, that was a different kind of experience. It's a much larger con. I'm not saying Granite State isn't large, but to be in a bigger city like Hartford and stuff was, was really cool. And just that's when we started getting fans in different areas was that, you know, Sean and I talked about it. We were like, we can stick to New Hampshire, but I think, you know, let's let's take a couple of shots at heading south. Let's go to Hartford. Um, then we went to Portland to the yeah. Comic Expo up in Portland, Maine. So let's go north and let's try up there. And the fan base yeah. followed yeah, after that. And it keeps growing because it's all because of the fans yeah absolutely now might be a perfect time to tell everybody where we are and where they can come down here to uh, Stairway to Heaven or whatever and give them a plug another alley <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so guys if you're watching on Facebook right now um, we're live here at Stairway to Heaven Comics in Portsmouth New Hampshire um, 
You guys can come on down. Make sure to support Brad and everybody down here at the comic shop. I just got my Dr. Afra number five. I got my next uh, Poe Dameron comic, so I'm going to have plenty of good reads tonight. Uh, but make sure to come on down support. Of course, we always say it on the Podcast Network. Make sure to support your local comic book shops, your local booksellers, anybody that really supports us here at the Podcast Network as well. So make sure to come on down. We'll be here probably till a eh, little bit later after um, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, um, just talking Star Wars with you guys. and. Come on down, talk with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Lots um, of Star Wars stuff here. If you, oh, yeah. yeah. They got a whole run of all the trade and paperbacks, all the latest uh, issues, all the back issues of Star Wars comics, pops, all kinds of cool stuff. Kota Kia statues up there. I didn't think you wanted to notice that. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you even pronounced it right, too. So that's what he's been staring at the I know, time. Right? <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's so awesome being here at Stairway to Heaven Comics. Um, you know, Sean and I, we started at Stairway to yeah. Heaven Comics. Mm-hmm. It was the first comic book store that we went to in Exeter, and we loved before I, Brad and everything. Before I moved over here, yeah, yeah, and it was it's it was so cool. Um, and I'll say this with Krypton as well, just to have a comic book store in town mm-hmm. um, that you can do things at. And it's so, so cool that we can now bring that to Portsmouth and bring it to a different region and bring in different people um, for the comic book store as well. Um, so definitely, guys, come on down, check it out. A lot of great stuff down here. Make sure to pick up your pops and everything. Uh, having a great conversation right now. It's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's our one-year anniversary. Been around for 12 months and everything. Um I'm, I'm gonna throw it over. I'm gonna ask Brian a question. Okay. All right. I'm gonna throw it back to you. On the spotlight. <laughs> well, the spotlight. Yeah. Uh, I, but... don't, I don't have any problem talking. <laughs> Actually, usually when I edit our podcast, I'm like, I think I probably talked about sixty percent of the podcast. Like Rebels recap lately. <laughs> like I'm hearing an awful lot of my voice, and in like our last one, I'm like, I think I think I counted. Scott maybe had like three things. So hopefully we change that for tomorrow's epic episode. But. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. No spoilers. Um, I haven't seen yet. No, nope, yeah. not gonna no. talk about it. My streaming website's down. Oh no. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll be watching it. But legal streaming website. <laughs> <Yeah>. Very legal. <laughs> that Xfinity, damn. Uh, Netflix. <laughs> Back on track. Back on track. So, um, oh, okay. Brian. One of the things I, I think here at the podcast network, I, I remember that first Rebels recap episode. It was um, pretty brutal. It was pretty brutal. Um, I was. I, I, I can speak for myself. I'd be curious to hear what you think. Pretty nervous heading into that, like watching Rebels multiple times, trying to pick up on things, probably overthinking. He's like, you yeah. know, now it's like now it's like natural flow. It's like we just watch it a, three, four times. And, and we got it down. We know our references and everything. That first episode, though, was, like, choppy. And so <laughs> chopper, one, thing, you know, one thing that I've yeah. always tried to do is I've got a background in fantasy football. I used to write for Pro Football Focus. I've been on Sirius XM Radio talking about fantasy sports. I eventually ended up getting out of it just because it wasn't very conducive to having, uh, like, a young son and having a full-time job. I used to I've, – I've written for Roto World. Roto Grinders, a lot of different things with, with daily sport, daily fantasy sports like DraftKings and stuff. But I'd be up to like four o'clock in the morning typing away on an article, 
go to bed for like an hour, hour and a half, and then get up to go to work. And I'm just at at one point after doing it for several years, I'm like, what am, what am I doing? <laughs> so you know, it's it just it tied in nicely with the Force Awakens kind of coming out. And I've I've talked about this, uh, especially with like unmistakably Star Wars. Just kind of like it just made me realize how much I love. Star Wars, you kind of got away from it a little bit. Like, I missed the entire run of, like, the Clone Wars. Yeah. But I liked writing, but I didn't want to... The other thing that was really tough about writing for fantasy sports stuff is you'd spend a ton of time writing it, and as soon as that week was over, it was gone. You know, if you're giving advice and who to play and stuff, I really wanted to do something that was a little bit more evergreen, and, and obviously that's something that now we're getting ready to do the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. I think it's there. And I knew I needed some sort of a niche, and that's kind of where I got into collecting. And after doing a interview for Star Wars on Tap, unmistakably Star Wars, I was like, I've done podcasting before for fantasy stuff. I think I could pull this off for Star Wars. I'm like, I don't know everything, and I don't want to be one of those like know-it-alls that pretends to know everything. But, and that's when you know, connecting with you, Robin and, and Sean, and I was like, I love Star Wars Rebels. It's it's a you know it's 22 minutes 22 minutes and seven seconds a week. I'm like I think that's something I could dig my teeth into and want to talk about it mm-hmm. and eventually sound like I know what I'm talking about and <laughs> that's just kind of where it got kicked off and I think talking to like all of you guys and it just made me realize that you don't have to know everything you don't have to like everything I mean we talk about it often Sean like you know the, the prequels are kind of a a, a big wedge in a lot of the, a lot of us but I mean you know they're they're important but you know, <laughs> just just end it now <laughs> so yeah that's that's where it is but I think I think you bring up a good point Robin I think it took us a couple of weeks and then I think even having the like the winter break I think came back and we're like I, I almost had a different perspective on it and it was okay to I think it was better to give our thoughts and analysis on what it all meant versus telling everybody what happened. Everybody can watch the episode and find out what happened. It was like, mm-hmm. what, do, what do we think about it? And I think both being willing to be wrong, I think that's important. I, if you can admit a mistake in anything you do in life, I think that's, that's a true test of your character mm-hmm. instead of trying to pretend like you know everything all the time because then you come off like a you know so but yeah no that's that's exactly where it kind of starts so I'm, yeah I, I would have thought the same thing too I, honestly and I think it's a lot less now too and, and in my professional career I have to get up and talk in front of a bunch of people not all the time but often so it doesn't phase me to get out in front of people and talk and like I said I like talking <laughs> I don't mind edit hearing my own voice when we're doing a podcast I am editing that like what is the nickname you gave me DJ DJ, DJ Brian. Brian yeah DJ Brian yeah no it's 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 awesome I mean just and just to kind of jump off of Rebels recap um, but I think I think getting James on board too with yeah. doing the like it's like absolutely if, if when you've when you first told me the story of like how you like talk about the force working awesome. in weird ways, I'm just like, yeah, like let's do it. And then it, then you were like, hey, we're gonna do some, um, you know, we're gonna do some uh, intro, you know, voiceover stuff. I'm like, that's gonna bring some, you know, kudos to the podcast. And then when you sent me the files, I was like, yeah, this is gonna work. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, in I have to admit, one of the more recent additions to the <laughs> yeah. podcast network, but one of the most 
influential in terms of the direction we're heading down towards um, with the podcast network. Um, if you guys are watching right now on Facebook, if you're listening right now, maybe you know the story about uh, Mr. James Brown and <laughs> where he came about in the Brick City Blockade podcast network. But it just happened to be uh, one day through a drive through at Dunkin' Donuts in Portsmouth Avenue in Exeter, New Hampshire, yeah, yeah, the Brick City. Um, and I met. There's a plug for you, Yvonne. I know you're going to watch this later because you're my boss. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just like, I don't know, can you do it for us right now, what you say through the drive-thru? Good morning, and thank you for choosing Dunkin' Donuts. What can I do to make your day more enjoyable? <laughs> and Silky hear, smooth. And yeah. hearing that through, a speaker, first thing in the morning, heading off to work at a, at a school, and it's like, what, whoa, <laughs> Exeter now? Like, <laughs> so, and it was one of those things, you know, I went in the next morning, and I was wearing my Star Wars jacket, which happened to have all my patches and everything, the Funko patches on it. And James looked over. And <laughs> I dig your patches, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Digs the patches like, oh, you're a Star Wars fan and everything. Dude, let me tell you something about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just such a great interaction. And we exchanged numbers. And I said, I would love to have you on the podcast network doing the voice and everything. Because I said, I heard your voice the other morning. And I was like, there's something there. There's something there. And I even said, you know, I commute with my mom to work because she's been in special education for a long time. Works in the same school as me. And I told her, I said, something's telling me to go back and ask him. Something's telling me to go back and ask him because I don't know if I'm going to be able to find somebody else out there. James is irreplaceable. Man, you're making me all like blushy. <laughs> his midichlorian. His midichlorian. Oh, buddy, leave my midichlorian. My chlorians ain't none of your business. You leave my midichlorians out of there. I, I, I just said that. Oh, yeah, you did. Just making but, sure they heard you. <laughs> it's kind of hard to miss. <laughs> But that was, it was just such, it was just one of those interactions. It was like, wow. It was like, I can't let this opportunity slip up. And then I told Sean. Yeah. And he was like, are you Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, wait, wait, wait a second. Of all places. Is, yeah. And in Exeter. In Exeter. Uh, please, point of fact, not Aroma Joe's. I don't know where your cup went. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, it's, <laughs> it never existed. It never this existed. isn't the cup you're looking at. Shame. Shame. What's Aroma Joe's? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's a cool opportunity to let James also, uh, you know, maybe share with the Star Wars fans basically how you got into Star Wars. I don't know if I ever really no, talked to you about um, how you got into it. I think we, I think you mentioned a little bit at White Mountain Con. I don't think I ever did actually. Um, Star Wars for me, my dad is kind of like a closet nerd a little bit. Um, when when I was growing up, my my parents separated when I was in fifth grade, and I think it was eighth grade when they finally actually got fully divorced. But all the way through. Uh, through my childhood, it was always like my dad and my brother and my cousin and, uh, and my uh, dad's brother and his kids, my cousins and everything, would always sit down and would watch the original Star Wars movies. Um, when the uh, special editions came out, my uncle uh, took us to this little theater. It was uh, down Essex, Old Saber, Connecticut, actually, and uh, there's a little theater that was doing back to back to back of the uh, the, the special edition movies. And up until that point, I had seen A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. But I had not yet seen Empire, and uh, that was my first experience watching Luke lose his hand and 
uh, Smooch's sister and all sorts <laughs> of other weird stuff. And I was just kind of like, all right, you know what? Like this, this, this whole series of movies is all right with me. And I just started kind of slowly getting into it. And um, the cousins on the other side of the family always had the little Star Wars action figures and everything. And I, I never really had those. I always went more for the Lego type thing. But it just kind of it built from there, and I started developing this kind of like closet fandom. And every time I'd go to my dad's house, um, would end up on the weekends uh, renting a James Bond movie and then some crappy sci-fi movie. And it was always like, well, why aren't there more Star Wars movies? So when the prequels came out, I was kind of in hog heaven. And then Jar Jar Binks happened, and I was just kind of <laughs> like, all right, well, that's that's the end of that. And then Attack of the Clones came out. And I'm like, okay, well, they kind of made Natalie Portman hot in this one. So I guess like, I, this time I was like 13, 14. So that that part of my brain was entirely connected to, to my thought process. And uh, then when Revenge of the Sith came out, I was getting more into the whole like, all right, well, the choreography in this one's really cool. So let's get in the expanded universe. And this is when it was still the original canon. And I, I started reading the books and I started picking up the comic books. And before I knew it, I was just like, well, this is my uh, this is my life now. So let's <laughs> let's let's do this. Welcome to you. And then came out with a stint in the army, and then Robin came up uh, at Dunkin' Donuts when I was working there. And there's about a five year period in there where I'm not going to talk about what I was doing because <laughs> it's it's not PG. Um, <laughs> but Robin came up through the drive thru and then he came in and we started talking, and he was like, "Hey, I'd like you to come and uh, do this at some point." And I was like, "Hey, d- absolutely, why not?" And then. Uh, I got to meet all these cool guys, Brian, R.W., Chris, Sean, and it's just, it's been pretty awesome ever since. I think one thing that's important, too, is, <clears throat> you know, we all do this for fun, and I think it's all what you can contribute and what you're available to, Chris. Absolutely. I know that's one thing that you and I talked about yeah. very much, and I know now you've got another little one that's yeah. there yeah. And, and stuff like that, but I think it's, there's nothing, you can contribute as little or as much as you want to, and it's, I think the, the group as a whole is just there to, you know, we all have got these little... You know, group chats or like sharing articles and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's just it's good to have a sounding board i think the the age of the podcast and the age of social media i think we all probably thought we were the biggest star wars fan <laughs> that they knew but now you kind of realize that no, there's more no, people there's, like me there's, there's <laughs> people, exactly yeah. james that is exactly what it is and i i i taped a segment for I'm mistakenly Star Wars last week, and I talked about like the 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 inspirational aspect of of what Star Wars is, and it it's something that I think I don't want to speak for all of you, but you don't have to explain it to people; they get it. And especially Chris, like with collecting, you don't have to explain to collecting somebody; they 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 find it perfectly acceptable to stop at eight stores on the yeah, way to you know, on a road trip. I've somewhere. never done that before, you know. Not, yeah. even, seven, on, seven, not yeah, even on yeah. a road trip on the way to the grocery right. store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why did it take you eight hours to go get groceries? So let me tell you this Seriously, story. You forgot the milk. Where's, where's the diapers, Chris? Yeah. Oh, shoot. That's what oh, I was supposed to get. Oh, I gotta, go back, I gotta go back to uh, Toys R Us. Baby's Russ, I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's right next to it. Three oh, yeah. days later, there's still no diapers, Chris. Nowhere to be found. <laughs> yep. But that's, that's my full life. lightsaber. Yep. Find them hiding in the back of Walmart in the toy aisle. They don't. Have it. <laughs> Where's uh, Wave like, Three? RW. I mean, you're at a lot of conventions. You've been yeah. doing it for a you know a long time. I mean, what do you? What have you seen recently with Star Wars really kind of changing that up? I mean, well, I'll I'll go back a little ways. I mean, I was in I think seventh grade when you know the first Star Wars movie came out, and um, back in the eighties after seeing Star Wars in the theater, 
I, um, I bought this thing called an RCA Selective Vision player. A lot of people don't even know what that is anymore, but it's basically this plastic sleeve thing that you shoved into this machine, and when you pulled the plastic sleeve out, it pulled basically an LP record out, and it actually played by needle like a um, LP record would play, and uh, it had two sides. So. Like you'd be in the, you'd be at the climax of Star Wars, and they'd be like, "Turn over to side two, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Pull it out, flip it in, uh, and so I would literally. This is in the '80s. I would say, "Oh my God, '83 or something," that I got this RCA Selective Vision player, and um, as Star Wars and Empire, and then eventually Jedi came available, I would just do nothing but sit home all day watching Star Wars on this Selective Vision thing, flipping it over, watching. Empire watching Jedi and um, I mean I was in school when um, I think all three of them came out maybe not because uh, Jedi was 85 right 83 they would have been May oh okay so I was yeah so all the, in May, yeah. yeah so I was in I was in school you know for all three of them I guess um, but I remember you know going to the store and buying the paperback book of Empire Strikes Back comic or whatever and going, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And, you know, I'm sure you have all this stuff too, like the Star Wars storybook <laughs> yeah. and the Return of the Jedi storybook and all that stuff from the 70s, 80s, like, because you collect oh, yeah. the, the cool stuff. from yeah. stuff. So I just remember, like, you know, reading, reading know. that stuff, you know, as a kid and, and going, you know, back then in the 80s going, why isn't there more? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I picked up Splinter of the Mind's Eye and the Han Solo and the Lost Legacy and all the other Han Solo. I forgot the other two right off the top of my head, but I'm yeah. sure you... Um, but I would just, I want more, I want more, I want more. Um, and then, you know, then it got ruined. <laughs> and then uh, now it's it's okay again. I mean, Force Awakens and Rogue One definitely put it in another direction. And, I mean, it's funny because I'm old school, old school, you know, I was there happened uh and to see how it's gone from like yay to uh to ah again is amazing and it just i feel bad for some of the people who are new star wars fans that didn't get to experience star wars on the big screen originally or whatever Mm -hmm. you know but i think force awakens and definitely in my opinion just my opinion (laughs) rogue one certainly captured the feeling of you know me being 12 years old or whatever it was seeing you know just this movie that had never been done <coughs> that way before and the sets and the costumes and it just blew my mind and i think that's why there's such a fascination such a you know hardcore a bunch of fans it's because i mean there's other stuff that we won't talk about other series you know the paramount series and you know other stuff that's happened that's done you know change you know changed the envelope a little bit but star wars just did something that you know has never been done before and it just keeps doing it um so i totally forgot what your first question was because i went off on a tangent no i think you answered it. but yeah i just i think it's incredible and it it stinks that it there was that gap from 83 to 99 where there was nothing and now they're making up for it in a good way and we've talked about this before I don't know if it's a good idea to have one every year because then maybe it gets saturated and it's not as special as it was but I think we're trying to make up for what is it a 20 year gap or whatever Um, and I think 
it could be done. You got the Han Solo stories coming out. There's talk of Obi Wan, you know, stories and you know all these other in betweens and not part ofs and stuff. And you know, I think the fans want to see it, but is one a year too much? And I, you're gonna. Say, I I actually just had this conversation with uh, my roommate slash coworker slash pet. Um, <laughs> oh no, seriously, like I don't think anything other than uh, pets. Yeah. Anything could make a smell as bad as his feet. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. Um, but uh, we had this conversation the other day, and he straight up did not believe me that uh, what is December fifteenth of this year is going to be episode nine. Episode eight. 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 I can't count. I can't. <laughs> the Roman noon will throw you off, don't they? <laughs> right, and I have two of them at the end of my name. Um, <laughs> I forget who I am all the time. But uh, we just had this conversation, and he said. We would have started seeing previews by now if it was coming out this year. No, we wouldn't, because I think that Disney has kind of realized that one Star Wars movie a year, while great for some of the most hardcore fans who are just like, oh my god, I get six straight years of six new Star Wars movies. Huzzah. Yes. Um, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's us. Everybody here is like, yeah, great, this is awesome. Um, but everybody else who's kind of like the layman for the Star Wars are like, oh, cool, a new Star Wars movie, I get to go see that isn't really going to start appreciating the fact that as it's going to be like the whole Walmart with the with the holidays thing. As soon as one's over, you roll right into the next one. No, you need that breathing room. You need that gap. And they're waiting a few months in between uh, the release of Rogue One and the release of the previews and the trailers for the new movie. And that's why I don't think we're going to get oversaturated, oversaturated with anything. Because I had to you know pull up the powerful and all-knowing Google just to prove him wrong. So, Alan... <laughs> You were wrong, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I personally would love to see one a year just because it's Star Wars and yeah. it's it's awesome. But I, again, I don't know how other people feel about Star Wars is not for everyone. Yeah, no, I okay. I think Star it's Wars right should too. Be for everyone. Yeah, it should um, be, but it's not. Let's was get it getting there? Did you guys right. talk about a couple? Like, it would have been a couple months ago where they <clears throat> Adam Driver was actually doing uh, like a, a press junket for another film he was doing, and he goes. Hey, it wouldn't be the worst thing if they just didn't show a preview period for this and you just walked into the movie theater ah, and I'd just cool were totally, totally yeah. surprised. Yeah. I think Star Wars Celebration <coughs> is when we're going to see the first trailer. I guess, yeah. you know, some Disney shareholders have seen some some footage and you could tell not everybody in the room was a Star Wars fan because they didn't even know what they were telling people about on, on Twitter. And, you know... <laughs> I don't know. We we try to avoid spoilers as much as we as we yeah. can because uh, we want to be respectful to to fans. I mean, yeah, you, you don't want to ruin it for anybody. Right. I think I'm not gonna say I've listened to descriptions of what they showed, but a lot of people think that that's basically what we're gonna see in uh, the trailer or a teaser trailer. So. You know, it's I think we're gonna see a full. Tra- I don't think we're gonna see a teaser trailer. I think it's not gonna like be a Force full Awakens. On. I don't. No, because Force Awakens. It was so far in advance when they showed. It was that. actually 13 months in advance. Mm. That yeah. that makes sense though, because it's kind of like the the reawakening of the series. So they have to put it out in advance and they have to hype it up. And then once they get to this point, it's just I mean, like, you guys, do you guys remember that first teaser trailer? Like all these images kind of flashed and it yeah, faded in, right. yeah. and I'm like, who's that? Who's that? Mm-hmm. What? Why is this <laughs> droid rolling on the ground? <laughs> it looks like he's in a hurry somewhere. And then you you know you saw at the time and it, it, it launched a thousand memes with the with the lightsaber and you know it's shooting off in every single different direction. But you know with, with Kylo Ren. But I don't know. I, I we we talk about it 
often and it, you know we we joke about it on on rubble's recap we're like in feloni we trust and just mm. and chris you say it a lot too you're like i'm not in the business of speculating right. like just i want to enjoy it it's it's my <laughs> you know for a lot of people and a lot of star wars fans it's, it's like an escape i yeah. mean it's yeah. yeah you can get away from your day-to-day and it, it does in certain aspects it's almost kind of a, a mirror on our society at different points and it's mm. it's funny how at different times the real world looks a lot like star wars <laughs> we'll just leave it at that but <laughs> it's an escape it's it's meant to be fun and some people like really not gonna name any names of people are really negative about anything in right. Star Wars. They nitpick and, everything and they just break it down to the point where it, it's really it's bad. Like, for the, why for are you even? You can't break it, it down to the point where it's not fun. Exactly. Anymore. It's I really apologize for, for that, though. I mean, I thought we were past that. Uh, listen, man, we were, <laughs> we're trying to name names, but I appreciate you outing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are you here, RW? Yeah. Oh, oh, gosh, self-appreciation. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, it's. You know, and I'll, and I'll say pretty much what everybody has said here. Um, I'll take it a, even an extra step further. It's to the point where the model, just speaking as the person, and speaking for Sean as well, I believe, you know, the network is so based on the fans that, and you guys see, I post it, Sean reposts it all the time. We like to post it as a network is that <clears throat> no spoilers. You know, we are in the field of, it's really what the fans want. If you want to go look for spoilers, you can look for them. Yep. You can go They're on social there. media, you yeah. can look up the hashtags. They're out there for you. Just be aware that whatever we're doing is not going to be there for you. You know, that the spoiler stuff is not going to be there. We don't want spoilers. I right. don't we want, want spoilers. We want to be surprised. Right. And, and that's Wait, the, is reposting the same thing as sharing? Are we really having this conversation? I'm serious right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who invited this guy? <laughs> Have you seen my phone? <laughs> yes. No, yes. 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 Uh, it is? Yes. Cool. I know how to do that. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I mean, anything we do here at the network, you guys know. Uh, again, um, it's, it's always so focused on, well, you know what? We're going to give you whatever the scoops are, and we're going to break it down in a way that you can go and you can explore more of it. I think we do that with Rebels Recap beautifully. It's like, if you guys want to know more, we say it all the time, go back and watch the episode some more times. Start to break it down on your own end. If you want to pause screen and you want to take note of something out there, do your own independent research. Um, most recently, a lot of our articles, Sean's currently working on the music of Star Wars and everything. Scott just came out, did his canon content um one about comic books and everything and he really dug into the comic books and really just explained to fans that you know and i think scott did it beautifully he he said you know if you want to get into the comic books and you want to get into this canon content itself the beauty of it is that i'll tell you what things you can go and look for but it's going to be your job to go into it explore it and then come back to me so that we can talk about it and we can you know if you have questions about it we can talk about it as a community. And it's that community aspect that I think is just so important. James, RW, Brian, Chris, um, and Sean, you know, it's like, th th that's what we do. We're here for the community. We're here to break down everything in this universe, in a galaxy far, far away. 
so that you guys can enjoy it and you guys can do everything and whatever you want to do with it. And it's, it's so much fun. It really is. I think one of the things uh, out there is, okay, so you, I'm a Star Wars fan because, you know, I saw the first three and then the middle, the other three, which we don't talk about, and then the last two. <laughs> so, the, you know, and I've read a couple books. So I'm a Star Wars fan. But then you got people who have read every single book, comic book, novel, backstory, character thing, and there's so much to the Star Wars universe that you got, I would say, three separate groups of people. You've got the Star Wars fans who've seen and read and know everything there is to know, and I know you can't know it all, but you know what I'm saying? Like, every book that was ever printed on Star Wars, they've read and they've studied and so on. Then you just got the people who are like, hey, I saw all the movies and they were great, and then, you know, I've read a few of these, and, and then you get the people who are just like, eh, it's, it's a good movie. So what happens is when a movie comes out and it doesn't doesn't line up with if you're the person who's just seen the movies and you've never seen or read anything else, well that's not Star Wars, but it is. It is. But they just haven't seen all the other stuff that is part of the Star Wars universe, and that's where a lot of the problem lies when a movie comes out that doesn't fit into their Star Wars universe, right. because the universe is so big with all these books and you know, uh, character guides and novels that people have written and they don't know anything about that part that exists. Mm -hmm. So when something comes out that's not in their mind, Star Wars, they're like, well, this was stupid. Like, th this, mm. this isn't even a real character. But it is, and they don't know about it. And I think that's where a lot of the confusion lies in some of these, you know, like Rogue One or, you know, whatever, yeah. like, and stuff. And people are like, well, these people... These characters aren't even really characters. Right. You know, I don't want to speak for everybody, but, you know, when people find out you're a Star Wars fan, I'm using the rhetorical you for all of us, is like when somebody finds out you're a Star Wars fan and they'll just start pepper, peppering you with questions and stuff. And, you know, to your point about the different levels that are there. Yeah. I think being part of, not like stewards of a fandom and not like gatekeeping and all that other stuff. You can have a conversation about it on any different level. If you know, and not even all of us know everything. But if you're talking to somebody and they're just a casual fan, there's certain things you can talk to them about and be, uh, you know, supportive and make them feel welcome that it's okay that they just watch the movies. They don't have to watch the, the cartoon series and the comic books and all the novels and stuff out there. It's there, you know, if you want it. And, and I think that's important to welcome any sort of fan that you don't have to be. And I think that, you know, going back to something you had said earlier, Robin, like being worried about throwing your opinion and your voice out there of not knowing everything I think that's important to know like it's okay not to know everything but I think it's also important to to talk and embrace any sort of fan on whatever level they are if they have an interest in Star Wars we'll give them take them, you as a listener on the podcast right. yeah. give them the knowledge of the stars and it'll, it'll help them understand too. I mean that's one thing that I did and uh, Chris you and I have talked about this before too after The Force Awakens, I had done, you know, I talked about earlier with fantasy sports podcasts. I used to listen to them all. Matthew Barry and, you know, all that other stuff. When I found out there was Star Wars podcasts, I just went binging. I listened to everything on Rebel Force Radio, and then I got into... But then it was important. I think I think we do this, and you just have Jeff Cagle on recently, and he's phenomenal. It's all about that kind of cross-pollination, and I've, you know, we've... You know, some of us have already talked unmistakably Star Wars. Hopefully, the rest of us will all have that chance at some point. 
but I like Steel Wars, Steel Stoners. I heard him on Rebel Force Radio, and then I said, oh, you got a podcast, and it's just, it's this, like... Mm -hmm. Trickle-down effect. Trickle-down effect that you don't realize, like, it's like the, uh... What is it? The seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> yeah, just, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you just you don't yeah. realize how interconnected everything is, and you just you find something for everybody. And not every Star Wars pod, Star Wars podcast out there is for everybody. And I think you just grab it. There's so many of them out there. There's so many great people in the community. All have different styles, different approaches. You know, some people are very humorous. Some people are very serious. There's something for everybody out there. Yeah, I I was just listening to. Um, the 12 parsecs podcast and uh i think it's tim, Mc tim mcmahon mcmahon yeah he had, he's putting he's got a po uh, website where he's uh accumulating all the different star wars podcasts and he said he, there's over a hundred already on That's there amazing and he's mm. got countless more to uh review and put on the list so there's seriously any kind of star wars podcast out there you know um you know, and it's hard to, you know, listen to, you can't listen to them all, but you pick and choose and you find ones that work for you. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's pretty neat. All Ones covering books, comics, the movies, general topics, collecting, all sorts of stuff. I mean, but I think I, it comes I, back <coughs> to that connection with the fans. And if, you know, if we've had the opportunity to interact with, with anybody locally, mm -hmm. And you, you've you've seen them interact, and you're like, oh, you have a podcast, and you kind of almost feel like you have a little bit of a, a more of a connection to that podcast mm -hmm. because either you've seen, you know, Robin, you or Sean at one of these mm -hmm. conventions that you've done so far, and I know you've got a bunch more planned, yeah. <clears throat> and it's a different level of interaction in fandom, and then you support that with being a subscriber to the podcast, listening on social media. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's so true. It's like, you know, and, and I'm going to keep going back to this. It's like, you know, I love, and Sean and I talk about yeah. this anytime we say, you know what, like Imperial Talk, just having Jeff on. Mm -hmm. um, that was one of those conversations that I always throw it to Sean. I say, hey, what do you think about having Jeff on talking Star Wars this week? And we talk about it. We say, yeah. you know what, what can Jeff bring to the table on an episode? You know, he just came off of his, I, I have to admit, great article your snoke theory doesn't suck i know he doesn't like it when i mention it but it is one of those articles that thrives off of positivity says it's up to the fans to make a decision on what they want to believe and what they want to research and just having him on um talking star wars recently was a great experience because we kind of sat there when we theorized we didn't care what anybody said it was like we're going to promote positivity and we're going to get our voice out there and just to have Jeff on there and to really project what he wants, what he wants to see in the community. That's the most important piece is that, you know, the community isn't perfect. No podcasting community is perfect. But there are ways for us to influence others and to portray a positive message that can finally or at some point make an impact enough where it's like, wow, those Brick City guys, you know, they take a very different approach to this, you know, or, or they're really speaking our language. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point. I know, you know, we're part of the Star Wars podcast awards and everything. We've been so, you know, blessed enough to be part of. We keep burying the, the lead on show. that way too often. I know. I know. It's like, it's like an hour into a show. Oh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it fits perfectly into this. And it's like, 
you know, we're we're there with a lot, a lot, and there goes the live stream. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, we got it on this. <laughs> this is all. Die? This is all reliable here. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, Did the phone just die? Is that it? Yeah. Um, I thought it was plugged in. It is. That's what I don't understand. It looks like the charger cables at an angle coming out of the phone. So. Yeah. That's we will probably be live here in a second. Wow, that is... Oh, yeah. That's exactly it. Wow. That's unfortunate. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, I was saying. The Star Wars Podcast Awards. Um, i got to rephrase it all the way back now. That's a good thing. You can cut that. Um, No, No, I'm not going to cut it. (laughs) That's the best part. (laughs) That's the best part. This is is what happens. Fully uncut audio. I know. This is what you get. It's so true. That's on the back. (laughs) But, yeah, being part of the Star Wars Podcast Awards, I and I said this on our latest episode of Rebels Recap at the end, was that, you know, it's it's not just that we're on for Best New Show as one of the nominees. There's a lot of great shows that are on that list. Yeah. And when I even when I went to vote, and I know Sean, when we, when he went to vote, mm-hmm. it, w- it was like, man, it's like, it was kind of hard choosing in each category because it's like, I know this guy. I can know we just, this guy. Can we just vote for everyone? Just everyone got to come But that's, the, be- that's yeah. the beauty of it is that because you're nominated, you've gotten to a point where it's like you've been able to get out into the community. It's a shared experience for all of us. It's not really about who wins and who loses. It's that we even made the list and that we were together on those lists. And that we, as a community, we were recognized for the content that we put out. And that was really cool. And it, it, and I encourage you guys to vote for the Brick City Blockade on the Star Wars But we encourage you to vote for everyone else. But Good. to vote, yeah, go into each category, do some research, listen to different episodes that these different networks put out and these different podcasts, and really, like, indulge into their Star Wars and what they've experienced and the shared experiences that they've had and everything. I mean, I have to totally agree with that. Like, when you watch the Olympics or you watch the Oscars or whatever, let's say the Olympics... You made it all the way to the Olympics because you were good enough. But you might not have taken home the gold or the silver or the bronze, but you made it to the Olympics. You were nominated for an Oscar and you lost to somebody else, but you were nominated. I mean, that in itself, to even be in that category in the first place is pretty darn cool. Unless they give you the wrong card, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they go, and the that's, winner... That's hopefully not just kidding! <laughs> like, that's happened twice now. <laughs> first I, with what's-his-face from Family Steve Feud. Harvey. And then, yeah, and then, oh my God. And I don't even remember who spotted it first, but I mean, it just quickly, we just shared it around with all of us, and it was just... It was just really cool to... Just uh, you, I can't really say any better than you just did, Robin. It's uh, it was just humbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I know this is our one-year episode, and we're looking at this through twelve months. But you know, it, it's it's pretty cool to just step back, even for a second, and just to look at it. And I talked with Sean about this even last night, heading into today, and we kind of reflected with each other, and it was kind of like, wow, you know, twelve months have gone by. We've done multiple comic cons. We've met everybody here at this table. We've been able to build a podcast network with the help of Brian and Chris and James Scott. doing the voice and yeah. Scott over. I mean, th- that alone, that connection over to Europe was was amazing. And stepping back after 12 months, it's it's really cool to look and say, you know what? I could see another 12 more months. You know, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, yeah. this isn't more, our last episode, folks. More 24 it, months. Or 24 yeah. months. Or it, it keeps going. Yeah. yeah. It, it just, just keep multiplying. We all have, <laughs> we all have walkers <laughs> and glass <laughs> eyes and false teeth. We'll, we, we'll be still... <laughs> 
We still we all love Star Wars. Like like RW back in my day. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because Bruise and Blasters recently they were talking. I'm pretty sure they were talking about, you know, are we going to be doing this when we're like literally, you know, using walkers and stuff like that? <laughs> 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 Imperial walkers. Oh. oh. Trademark. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, it's you're absolutely right. It's like we all reflect on it, and I mean, it doesn't matter where we are. Again, it's, it's ba- yeah, it's basically choosing your own story. Mm-hmm. Like one of those books when you choose your adventure, yep. I, which I used to love that. I still want a Star Wars choose your adventure book. I used to die in those. No matter what I chose, horrible death. But it's still your adventure, though, so... Right, well, I, I read the books like I would, so apparently I'm not good in a crisis. I'd get to the first choice, and it'd go, do you choose page 27 or 17? And I'd go, 17, you're dead. I'm like, oh my gosh, book over. Like, every time I <laughs> die on the first book. joke, die on the first I always read both of them, and then decided which one I like better. <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems like a Brian thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new t-shirt. <laughs> It's a Brian. So let's talk about like uh, all the like the little catchphrases and stuff that oh have all kind of come up over time. That just at the time they weren't anything, but then they just, <laughs> just, just now it's like recurring it's, jokes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, become yeah. a meme. I think that one of the first ones was uh, plug time. Yeah. Plug time. And that only came from like when I used to uh, you know do fantasy sports podcasts everyone and especially if they were from different websites or whatever like hey what website are you from where they can they find you on social media and stuff like that so that's where that kind of I was like okay well, well let's it's our own show let's plug our own stuff. Mm, so yeah. then that's where plug time came from. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that has to be one of my favorite phrases and um, currently um, in production and in its final works are plug time t-shirts for the network. So that yes! Yeah. That will be nice. really exciting. Very nice. RW, I got your t-shirt waiting oh, at okay. some point. Okay. Uh, point. <laughs> waiting patiently. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's great how we've come up with these little phrases. Uh, of recently on Rebels Recap was uh, towels, the <laughs> presence of sweaty towels. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good one. And, no, but, but, but it's funny. I though. know, it is funny. I'm... But the cool thing is that, you know, and, and here's a little side story, is that I was talking to um, a friend of mine who's in the music community, the local music community, and he's a drummer. And of course, drummers have the towels over their backs oh, yeah. and everything. Whiplash. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, one of the cool things was, was that He's like, I heard on your recent episode of Rebels Recap, you use the term sweaty towels, like you had to pad yourself with towels and stuff. He's like, he's like, dude, you, you should be in my band or something. Like, like I'm always using towels and stuff. I'm like, I don't know where this conversation is going, first of all. But um, one of the things that I started phrasing was hashtag fresh towels, please. Yeah. And a lot of people have taken to that now. And they really, really <laughs> like it because it's one of those things at the end of an episode you need those fresh towels to start yes. patting yourself off. Like the recent Rebels episode, sorry. You needed the pa- towels to start patting yourself off. So again, like plug time, fresh towels, please. Uh, that sounded weird. <laughs> I'll get, we'll get used to it. Um, We're not in a hotel. Right. <laughs> well, Somebody get this, this sweaty towel out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there are 
plenty of more phrases down the road when it comes to what we've done here at the podcast network. Um, I can't even... I feel like there's another one up in the air, but I I don't know why. It's just fun coming up with that stuff, and it makes it feel more personal for us because you say that, and we're like, hey, that's something that one of the you know the group members said you know and we Mm. just continue that and and spread it around and and like you said it you get uh some feedback and people notice it and you never know where it can go you know maybe a uh towel sponsorship or something like that you know (laughs) speaking of sponsorships i think we should shout out to o'neill cinemas for sponsoring for our first sponsor at all yeah absolutely i mean reflecting on it now and just you know now where we are right now um o'neill cinemas i might as well say the plug now is like they came to us when it came to um force awakens and sean and i were talking about the podcast and doing something and we went the night of force awakens we went on a thursday night to see it at o'neill cinemas and it was an employee that i talked to there and they do stuff with Double Midnight Comics a lot. And they do a lot of the opening night stuff there. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool to see Double Midnight Comics do their opening night thing and to see how they handle a crowd if they want to put on something. And that was a really cool experience for Sean and I because it was like our first, like, oh, okay, this is how you have to run an event. This is how the fans are going to react. Um, giving the, them the ability to, you know, answer trivia questions. I think that's yeah. really where we got the trivia idea from was that, they were waiting in the crowd for Force Awakens to come up, and they were giving out things as a way of saying, come and check out our comic book store and everything, and come and check us out in Manchester and Concord. That was a really great format. Come Rogue One and everything, and I had talked to one of the leading marketing directors at O'Neill Cinemas, and she said, boy, she was like, you guys are doing something really cool. You're right in our backyard, you know? We do this thing with Double Midnight Comics, and she was like, how do you guys feel about doing plugs for us and we'll get your content on the O'Neill Cinema's website and promote you alongside Star Wars fans when they come out. I said 100%, like that, that's yeah. 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 no brainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. And the cool thing was, was that it ended up becoming something much larger. And right now I'm talking with movietickets.com about doing some promo work at the same time for the podcast network. And it wouldn't have started if O'Neill Cinemas didn't reach out to us. And didn't say, you know what, you guys are doing something special. You're doing something for the Star Wars community. We want to tap into that. And that's like each one of us here. We tap into each other's strengths. We tap into each other's talents. Um, Recently with Brian and I specifically, he kind of tapped into my abilities of using the Scarif Trooper not only in one advertisement, but in multiple advertisements. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I, I have to admit, that is some of the classiest looking stuff I've done. Uh, with the Scarab Trooper. I don't know if I can do anything past that. Yeah, you um, can. You can top it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. He's going to start throwing me, here, here's a whole group of Scarab Troopers. Can you crop it and then put Jedi Scavenger right over the top of it? Well, that's the thing, oh, too. It's like, I know I stink at Photoshop. Like, I'm just, I'm like, anything I know that, I'm like, all right, that's something, you know, that Robin, you do well. And then, you know, Sean, you've got the music side of things. And... Yeah, James has got the voice. Chris has got vintage viewport. He's doing the collector segment. Which, speaking of being a little bit kind of yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> RW with the cosplaying, years of experience doing it, going to cons, knowing people, connections, and everything. I mean, that's such a great thing. And of course, Brian with Jedi Scavenger. It's like 
we each have our own thing that we bring to the table. And that's what a network is. It's so, built off of everybody. So when we first floated the idea of all, like, working together, and at that point, it was just like, well, we keep all doing, like, Rebels Recap and stuff like that, and that's when we started talking to Chris and stuff. We had some pretty bad names we talked about. <laughs> like, we were trying to think about, like, you know, we're trying to work in, like, all the different things that we were doing in it. You talk about grabbing all those different words, and it sounds like you just grabbed four words and said, okay, what order do these sound the best in? <laughs> and then I'm finally, I'm like, you guys have a good name. And I think even at that point, I had asked you, like, well, what is, you know, what is the Brick City? Where did that come from? And I finally was just like, you guys already have a good name. Why do we need a new name? Just throw, you know, make it a network. Mm, and yeah. that's really where I, where it kind of came from. Yeah. And I mean... I, you know, see all the time in New Hampshire, everything is Granite State this. It's like Granite State Bank, Granite State Comic Con, mm -hmm. Granite State this, this, this. So you were like, we're not going to be another Grant, you kind of, it's going to have been Granite State Blockade or Granite State something, you know, podcast or whatever. But you, were like, it's so done that you came up with your new, and unique, you know? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it's, I think it's pretty awesome. And especially with the backstory and the history and thesis in the paper. <laughs> hey, which by the way, 102 on that paper. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, go. absolutely. Better than any red I ever got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, we, when I was in school, they stopped at 100. <laughs> when, when I was in school, they First the Aroma Joes and then the grades. I know. Right? When I was in school, they didn't have any grade lower yeah, than you're zero. Not no Roman numerals at all. <laughs> they're, they're like, you got a zero on this because we couldn't give you anything lower. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fair. <laughs> I'm like, but hey, there's a Z in zero, so that's like Zorro. <laughs> you know? But, uh, God. <laughs> but now I think they have lower than zero because they had to come up with something after I got out of school. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah. Learning new things about you guys. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, I think it's, it's just all jokes and fun. It's well, that's it's it's that's yeah. what you can have fun with each other. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's not just a podcast; it's a fun cast. Oh. <laughs> Another thing on the list that I ought to be there. <laughs> I think fun. checked off. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, great segue into. Uh, Mr. Christopher James Letty's here on the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. He's talking about some awesome stuff basically around the community, uh, focusing on really, I mean, the beauty of what Chris does is the collector's segment, everything in the collector's world, everything we're talking about here when it comes to collecting in the Star Wars universe in the galaxy far, far away. So make sure you guys enjoy Mr. Christopher Letty's collector's segment main things we like to encourage here on the network is a sense of community. Promoting positivity and allowing every fan to feel like they are welcome is very important to us. Each one of the Brick City Blockade crew met through their love of Star Wars and the willingness to reach out. In this day of social media, the collecting scene has changed dramatically. There are more places than ever to find Star Wars merchandise, both vintage and modern. Knowing where to look and what to look for can be quite the challenge. Now, I'm not talking about all the big retailers online. I'm talking about Facebook groups. When I got back into collecting a little under two years ago, I started searching around on Facebook to see what was out there. 
I was surprised at how many Star Wars groups and pages there were. For a while, I just kind of got a feeling for where the market was at for vintage items and started researching a lot of what I had missed in the modern lines. Through this research and knowledge building, I was able to find the groups and pages that I felt helped me the most as a collector. I wanted positive, informative, and communal environment. With all that being said, I finally came across the Imperial Commissary, or better known as the IT. It's a buy-sell-trade-close group. This group, in my opinion, embodies those three elements I was looking for. Michael Havens is the creator of the group as well as all of the IC subgroups. I've been able to network and build trust with many other collectors that are within this group. I've both purchased and sold items successfully on there, and it's helped me grow tremendously as a vintage collector. Again, going back to these important elements of positivity, trust, and community, these are things that can lead to real friendships, and I think that's what this whole fandom is about, having these collectibles and being able to share in the enjoyment with other like-minded people. By making these connections and friendships online, it only makes meeting up at events like local cons or even Star Wars celebrations that much more meaningful. If you are lucky enough to be going to celebration next month in Orlando, keep an eye out for the exclusive 6-inch Black Series Luke X-Wing pilot. I guess Hasbro listened to me, and they're releasing it on a vintage-style card. This one in particular will be foil embossed. I believe the retail on this exclusive will be around $20 to $30 from Hasbro. I expect to pay a premium from the vendors. Hopefully, the podcast network can be present at the next Star Wars celebration, as it's not in the cards for us this year. Looks like mm, I'll have to start selling uh, my stuff now to afford the trip in 2019. One last thing. I want to plug my buddy Kevin Mann. Him and I met recently through Facebook Marketplace, which is another great tool to use for both buying and selling. Of all the items, he was interested in some vintage Blade Runner cars I was selling. We met up, sparked a conversation that ended up lasting several hours. I told him how I collect mainly vintage Star Wars and how I'm putting together a loose collection of the figures. I'm pretty sure I inspired him because he went home and dug out his old Star Wars figures and is now trying to collect all 96. What's cool about this is that you never know where your next connection will come from. Meeting new people and networking within the collecting community is essential to increasing your chances in successfully buying and selling. I hope to have Kevin on at some point to talk about his various collections. He's got some pretty cool stuff. Make sure to check out his Facebook page, Manly Toys and Collectibles. That's M-A-N-N-L-E-E. And his Instagram, at Manly Toys. And get out there, make those connections, and spread the positivity. This has been the Vintage Report. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Vintage Report, and Christopher James Letty on Facebook. As always, enjoy the hunt, Star Wars fans. And we're back here at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network here for the I know RW, I know. He's going <laughs> Do you want to take we his We always phone? end up with just old reliable. <laughs> so true. Um, welcome to the second half of the show, guys. Um, second half, we're an hour and 20 minutes in. I know, exactly. <laughs> we can cut. Um, <laughs> second portion. Second yeah. portion. Um, but, you know, the, the, 
the we were talking about before heading into this is that you know the positive message that we all bring to this this community and to this network um we each bring like i said before something unique to what we're doing um Chris, coming off of your collector segment right. here, um, I think it was great. By the way, oh, thank you, really thank good. you guys. Really enjoyed that. Uh, I was really happy. Enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just just the message that just you the were spoilers you gave away. Oh, I'm I know. Tons off. and tons I really, of spoilers. I just, <laughs> I, I you just dropped admit, the mic I didn't, out of it. <laughs> now my midichlorians. Yeah, are... Sorry. <laughs> and those things you said about Snoke. I mean, oh, yeah. you had oh. me at hello. The lunchbox? Wow. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Why did you mention the lunchbox? I'm sorry. You had me at your device cannot currently yeah. connect to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, it's a shame they couldn't see it, though, because what I was seeing was, wow. Oh, okay. Uh, take, yeah, take it away. anyway. Uh, no, it's, no, going off of uh, what I was talking about, the positivity, not only, you know, in this... Um, you know, when you're hanging out with, with fellow collectors and stuff like that, the positivity um, the, pos- the positivity online with the groups, getting to know collectors and building that trust with collectors that, uh, you know, normally you wouldn't have a connection with. Um, you know, that's really important. We talked about it before. To be able to do business, you know, if, if you're trying to buy stuff, sell stuff online, it can be tough. So I think you got to find a group that really works for you. You just figure out, you know, what the groups are all about. Some of them might not fit your personality and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, some of these groups out there just have a great vibe and everybody has each other's backs and... You know, I'm a part of, I don't know how many collecting groups. It's ridiculous. Probably about 20 of them. Um, but, you know, and I've, I've, I've left some of them just because the negativity that uh, some of the other collectors just putting down, you know, people asking simple questions and that sort of thing. Just things like that can really, you know, put, put you off. Uh, but, I mean, I just think some of the groups they're all about learning and helping everybody grow as a collector, as a fan. And they do all sorts of things, collectible of the week, um, figure of the week, and people just post things on each one of those figures or um, you know, characters or whatever. And the amount of knowledge that's dropped is amazing. I mean, it's like, you know, you're getting a, a weekly, webcast or something on specific collectibles and by the end of it you're like all right i know so much more about this figure or this piece that if i see one out you know wherever now i know okay this is worth buying at this price it's okay that's too high okay that's a special variation that's worth more you know maybe the seller doesn't know you know and then you decide okay am i going to let them Am I going to inform the seller? Am I going to, you know, it's all about, you know, spreading the knowledge and, and helping each other out. I mean, that's, that's my opinion. I think um, it's growing more and more, you know, as, as all these groups and these sites are. 
I know Scott got me into one of the SH figure arts groups. Oh, jeez. So there was about 1,500 <laughs> oh, people. So actually, in this group, is like it was about 1,500 people. Uh, mm-hmm. About a month or so ago when I jumped in, there's like 3,500 now. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. And incredible. it's just growing exponentially. And it's it's a worldwide group, too. Yep. And, I've, and I've been in some of like the Black Series groups mm-hmm. and stuff like this. But people legitimately like ask questions like, hey, where can I find this? What's the best deal right now? And I don't think I've ever really seen anybody put down, even for like a question that, you know, is, is essentially almost kind of like a beginner or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think those groups are few and far between. But when you get right. in them, I think it's important to. <sighs> hey, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that's a great audio clip. That's refreshing. That. That's brisk, Just baby. at the beginning. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I know. It's, it's uh, the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I think too many times uh, in life, in situations, people are trying to get ahead of mm. the next person that they're not willing to help somebody else because they want to get as far ahead as they can but I think you actually win by helping other people along Absolutely. the way totally and, and, I, and people have to have that mindset no matter what it is whether it's collecting or you know whatever it's like oh you know no one helped me get to where I am now so why should I help you it's like then, pay, yeah. paying it forward yeah, yeah exactly just like like we were talking about the Olympics when uh, I think it was the 500 meter and one of the in the women's 200 one of them fell down and they the other contestant helped her and they're both like winners, basically. Yeah, helping yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, just in a different way. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I think too many times we're so f- into what we're trying to do that we forget there's you know other people around that need a helping hand, and uh, that's I mean you guys accepted me into this thing, and I mean like you say you said it best we all got each other's backs or whatever you know you you call me at three in the morning because you need something and you know I'll come running. So. so you will you answer the phone at three AM? The red no, phone? the phone's off. But I'm saying like the next day when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're really on the side of the road, Robin, don't call RW because he won't be I, picking I, you up I, in the Falcon. I, I think I have his number blocked or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a it was just like, a blockade. Yeah, on his yeah. I think that's the first A for Chris. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't get many ever. So uh, God. No, that was a good one though. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean you gotta. You know, help each other out, and mm. and that's important because, you know, it's well, like you said, pay it forward. You know, like I, when I have extra money, which is very not often, <laughs> and I go through the toll, I pay for the person behind me or whatever. It's something my my girlfriend started, and I'm like, that's a great idea. And so then I go through that same exact toll like a week later, and I still have to pay because everybody didn't keep it going. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, pay it forward. It it only helps you. You know, karma. one thing. Actually, I want to ask you about, you know, doing cosplay and stuff at these cons and stuff. And I just, it's amazing for me to always be out on social media. And I, the only one I've really been to where it's been there was was Granite State Comic Con. It was the first one I'd ever gone to was last year. You know, and you just see everybody dressed up and maybe talk about like that, that community right there too, where, you know, you might be in a competition to, you know, be the best whatever, but it, it almost seems like everybody's kind of there to help each other out and, you know, like give tips and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I've only, I've I've been acting since 86 and I haven't, people think I've been cosplaying forever. I actually, I've only been cosplaying since 2014 and the first uh, Comic Con I ever did was the <coughs> State Comic Con in 2014. And uh, I started out as a volunteer and then realized as a volunteer I couldn't 
do what it was I needed and wanted to do. So then I followed that up with Vermont Comic Con that year and then Super Mega Fest. And again, I've only been doing it for since 2014. But yes, the cosplay community is very much like this podcast community where, you know, you could throw on just, a, you know, $10 Batman mask and a black cape and and you're cosplaying and no one goes <laughs> you know everybody no matter what your level of cosplaying is everybody supports each other and like you know it's a great bunch of people if any of them are watching um you know they're it's just like this it's like help each other out if if somebody needs it and stuff and don't look down on this person because their costume might be as good and if you lose a costume contest or whatever be happy for the person who won and you know all it's just a very positive uh, group and uh, you know um, Robin had uh, asked earlier um, you know how I got into the Han Solo cosplay thing um, I, you know, I'm known as the man of a thousand faces and I do a whole bunch of different costumes and with uh, Force Awakens coming out, I'm like, yeah, I'd really like to cosplay something from Star Wars and I, people think I should do credit because they think I look like the guy or whatever. <laughs> but, and I was going to do it, but it's a white cape and a white top and like, it's just, it would get filthy within like an hour of cosplaying and I'd have like a big stain on it and it wouldn't <laughs> be good. So I'm like, who else can I do? And you know, I've always loved sexy nerf herders, so <laughs> especially the scruffy-looking kind. So I t-shirt, yeah. So I was like, um, I think I'll do Han Solo. So I do, you know, a New Hope, uh, Empire, and Jedi Han Solo or whatever. But it's 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 just fun, and, uh, and that's why I do it. And again, it brings something to this podcast as well, which ties in with the whole Star Wars thing. Everything that I've noticed at any kind of con that we've done. There is such a cosplay community that comes to our panels. It is yeah. it is absolutely amazing. At Hartford, it was great because we had yeah, a kid come in. And who was he cosplaying as? I, uh... <laughs> I can't it's a layout. Oh, yes. I was like, oh, oh, the guy that cosplays this layout, yes. Yep, that him, and there was also a kid dressed up as Grand Admiral Thrawn, and he wow. painted himself fully blue, had the exact jacket, pants, everything, blaster, even red eye contacts, and he came into our panel at Hartford, and I said, wow, I was like, and of course we were talking, that was our uh, Legends and Canon one, so one of our main conversations heading into Star Wars Rebels and everything was Thrawn, and this kid knew a ton about Thrawn. And partway through, I looked over at Sean. I was like, "Get him up here!" Like, he, he kept, he kept asking questions, like every, like about like ten questions about Thrawn. Yeah, and it, it was just so unbelievable. Cool. Yeah, it was it was really cool, just to see because I mean, there is a cosplay community out there, um, not just with Star Wars, but just even some of the connections that I've made on Facebook. I get friend requests sometimes regularly from people who are cosplayers mm -hmm. and want to know more about what the podcast is doing and sometimes, you know, wants to know more about a specific character. Like, hey, I went to go see Rogue One and I saw Bodhi Rook and I really love his outfit and everything. I love um, just his character progression in Rogue One. Do you know any people who have been in the cosplaying community that could give me some pointers or, um, you know, places that I can go to to look up stuff for cosplaying, or maybe just even some more background about who Bodhi Rook is. And it's just so cool to have those interactions with people. 
and um, at cons. Not just cons, just even uh, like festivals. Like when we went to the the Halloween parade thing at. Uh, oh, we gotta talk about that. At at uh, Portsmouth. Yeah, Portsmouth and uh, Salem. Salem, yeah, and the Salem one. There were there was a uh, Darth Nylon one, and just like all the Sith Lords and all that. It was unbelievable. We, we I haven't seen one cosplay at all. So it was like. Just at a Halloween at Salem. It's like, it's crazy. Mm. We met so many people there, too. It's like, just connecting with, just pe- people asking. Mm. Just a lot of people asking about, like, what we do and everything. And I guess this is probably a good point to talk about our very uh, short marketing skit that we had. Um, I feel like every company, business, podcast, whatever, has a marketing skin for some time where it's kind of like, you know, maybe we can get our name out here in a different way, and then you drop it. You don't do it anymore. <laughs> and for us, that was probably this past Halloween. Um, we both got red suits. We both got red ties. We got the white undershirts and matching pants and everything, and we went as the Kylo Ren twins uh, to Salem Halloween. <coughs> and also to the extra uh, holiday, holiday parade. parade. Yeah, and everyone, we got, got pictured yeah, that's right. We were in Seacoast Online and everything, and they wanted to know about what we were doing and everything. And that was like our short experience with cosplaying in some way. It really wasn't. It was more of just like us wanting to look like complete idiots. Um, it's, still, it's, still, it's still cosplaying, though. Right, in some way. And it, it was just a lot of fun. I just, just even just put on the Kylo Ren mask and then put a Santa hat over it. I mean, that alone was just an experience. And then just to see like even kids like... Is Kylo Santa? Like, what is that all about? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's just, you know, just as people who have, I guess I'll have you speak on this, Sean, it's like just people who have kind of experienced that even for a short amount of time, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it is. It really is. Just going around, just just meeting random people, just just you get this excitement. Even in, like... 10 degree weather and during the parade it was oh, so wow. it was so it was yeah. so cold but it was all worth it though yeah yeah and when so when elderly next, next, next con let me dress you <laughs> <laughs> that's a clip right there. uh and when old, when elderly han solo can beat out catwoman and harley quinn then you know that's a good day i'm sorry <laughs> Harley Quinn had you beat, but you had the personality. She had the butt, you had the personality. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my butt? <laughs> there... I'm sorry. No comment. I'm, I'm not going to make no. that comment. <laughs> oh, man. Moving right along. Please. Uh, move on. Move, move on. Move yeah. It's just... Just the, some of the experiences that we've had here at the podcast network. I, you know, Sean, I, I'd love to hear what you have to say on this. Um, I feel like I've said my portion of like how awesome it's been. You know, connecting with you and doing the podcast with you and everything. Um, like, have you really had like a favorite moment so far? Like with the stuff that we've done. Um, I never really asked you about it. It's now I think is a really good time. I mean, I just like I think every mo- moment is like a. F- we had ups and downs in this, in this podcast in this twelve month period, but it's 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 too hard to pick up one favorite thing. Mm. It's like first con that I went to is Grand Estate for first episode of this podcast. It's 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 just a 
It's just outstanding, just too. I, no words for it. It wasn't know. meeting uh, Barra Sophie herself. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, 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 that was one of my favorite ones. I was waiting for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a high point. <laughs> now, have, do you, who do has you have a favorite oh. though? I don't think I asked you either. Oh, favorite moment that we've ever had, boy. Probably, I have to. Admit, I have to admit, one of my favorite moments here on the podcast network was probably all of us sitting down at Krypton that first time. And just to, like, I know I'd done Rebels, Rebels Recap with Brian. I've seen him on camera. Um, I'd done a lot of things. You, Chris, you and I talked mm-hmm. even before going into that. Um, but just that first experience, I mean, we, we say it, it's, it's, it might be corny, but, you know, we sit here right now and we're all sitting here. Um, but that first experience of all sitting down at the same time, and having the chance to look each other in the eyes and look each other right in the face and talk about Star Wars and talk about what we're de- doing here at the podcast network is one of my favorite moments. And it's and it's just one of those ones that you look back on. It's like, you know, that's that's where it started. That's that's the moment where everything came together and we started pushing as an entire network the train forward. Yeah, that was a great moment. I mean, that was the first time that I ever felt as a Star Wars fan that like I connected with people in person and was able to you know express you know my you know fandom and that sort of thing with people you know live it's never been a part of my life as far as you know close friends and that sort of thing so I mean I I I thought that was a great moment too absolutely yeah I think my favorite moment was getting a creepy text from James telling me he was watching me. (laughs) Uh, No, all kidding aside, that's not one of my favorites. It was a highlight, though. It was pretty funny. Pretty darn funny. Uh, I think it was like... Lead up trying to find your number. (laughs) Him throwing you under the bus. Right. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, That's all right. All in fun. I think one of my favorite things was like... uh, I think even having the conversation with, with Robin, and I know that, you know, and then I know that you talked to, to Sean, was even the thought of making it more than just the two of you. And I think that was, I think that was pretty cool. We wanted to share the experience, not just, just, not just us two have it, but all you guys have it. Just to be part of the podcast is, it's just great. Yeah. It, it fell into place is, is what ended up happening. And, um, again, I say it, every, every single experience and everything that we do does have a rhyme and a reason to it. Everything that we do it moves forward and it, and it pushes what we're doing in a direction where we can all be successful and we can all experience our own stuff in the Star Wars community and we can be brought into other networks at the same time and talk about things with them as the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, as Jedi Scavenger, as Vintage Viewport, as James Brown as R.W. Martin, the cosplay man of 6,000 faces. You say 3,000, I say 6,000. Um, yeah. But I say 6,000. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's, whatever it's, you say. Get out, you guys <laughs> yeah, I think so. I got at least one more costume to do, I guess. <laughs> not, enough fa- not enough faces. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's just so much fun in the long run just to have that experience and to be able to, again... I mean, Sean and I—that that was our—that was our purpose. Yeah, it was was to work together, but then to say, you know what, we can't do it alone. We need you know? more people. We need, we need fans. We need friends. We need. Uh, uh, we don't have friends. <laughs> how, 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 Who you how guys? Many, how many people have Netflix? 
Okay, because there's two cool, I don't know if you've seen them. <coughs> one is called I Am Your Father, which is about David Prowse. I don't know if you've seen that okay. one. No, and yeah. there's another one called Elstree, 1976. Oh, I need to see that. So that one's cool. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, the Elstree 1976 is about when they were filming Star Wars in 1976 at Elstree Studios. And it talks about a few of the not-so-famous people. And if you have a chance to check it out, you should, because then it might be the subject of maybe your next podcast or whatever. It talks to some of the... Like, the guy who's like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. It talks to this actor who, you know, man, managed to get that quick little role or whatever, and a few other people or whatever. So I just kind of want to throw that out there yeah because they're both good i am your father which is how david prowse kind of got ousted in the star wars community and then this other one elstree talks about i don't know uh a few of the minor 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 characters or whatever. Yeah. doesn't that go into um the various cons and stuff like that like they're like the um actors doing all the signings at the cons and everything. Yeah, it goes into it a little later on in, in the story or whatever, yeah. Okay. And, uh, again, I don't want to give it away. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there yeah. as something that you guys should check out if you haven't seen it because it might give you something that you might not have known before or whatever. Absolutely. Right. Thank yeah. you for letting me know what I'm doing with the rest of my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm here to serve. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So what do you think? What do you think? Oh, bad. No, I was just going to say dovetailing off that concept. Uh, <laughs> keep my yeah, eye. Got my, he got the, <laughs> three, yeah. gotta keep my eye out for that next time. Okay, go ahead. No, I was just saying. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw it coming. Never mind. No, sir. You got to go. Can we get BCB eye patches next time? Yeah. Yeah. Prune uh, face, eye patches. Uh, anybody? No. For those of us with glasses, monocles. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Take it away. No. I was just going to say the idea of the Elstree um, documentary, it was it took more than the, the major players to make the movie. And it took a whole cast of characters. And I think to make a successful podcast network, you need a cast of characters everybody bringing in something that can help, no matter what size it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's awesome. No. 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 Yeah. 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 Right. It's exactly... Yeah. I thought that's where you were going. So no, I was. I, I, I just hadn't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it got stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was a mic drop there, Chris. Yeah. Well done. Well, let's yeah. go. I think that's a good... Uh, yeah. I think that's a good way to close one year. Exactly. Wow. Moving forward, guys. Moving forward. Slow clap. It was oh, slow. Oh, slow. Slow clap. Absolutely. I mean, thank you guys. Everything that you have brought. It, it, and again, it's all about you guys. It's about the fans of the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. Everything you're bringing to the table. Subscribing on iTunes. Listening on SoundCloud. Making sure that you make the Brick City Blockade Podcast, whether you do or don't making us a part of your everyday life or even your every weekday life or whatever your commute or whatever yep. whatever way you listen to us and we really want to thank you without you guys we wouldn't be here right now so i think it's a perfect perfect segue plug time plug time right now right now jin jin it's time to do plug time
another happy life. Around the table, heading forward here into another year at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. I'm going to start at the end over here. The end over here. Dun, dun, dun. Da, da, da. Uh, Jedi Scavenger, SW on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, JediScavenger.com. I spent a lot of time that I <laughs> felt like I wasted my time this week kind of rearranging stuff, uh, but I feel like it's a little bit easier to navigate around now. So, yeah, that's what's going on with me. TheRWMartin.com. The. TheRWMartin.com. No, T-H-E. It's the, but it's supposed to be the. Anyways, TheRWMartin.com. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, wherever. It's BTActor007, so... Facebook.com slash BTactor007, YouTube, so on and so forth. That's where I am. It's your turn. I also have to thank you for getting James a better profile picture. Oh, yes, yeah. much yeah. so. We got, I, we got yeah. after this is all over, One we have to take a group shot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, Vintage Viewport on Twitter and Instagram, Christopher James Lady on Facebook. And uh, make sure to check out Unmistakably Star Wars uh, on tap. Uh, chatted with Devin Cleffer over there. Uh, James Brown on uh, Facebook. You can also find me at That Radio Voice 1989 um, and on YouTube at Bub Speak, which is a new channel that will be starting up in approximately two weeks once I acquire a piece of video equipment in order to do that. Uh, not going to be Star Wars related, mostly just going to be kind of a, a, a New Hampshire rednecks take on life. And it will be interesting. Yeah, very cool. You can also find me at Dunkin' Donuts on Portsmouth Avenue. Between 5 a.m. and noon, Tuesday through Saturday. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys, um, you can follow me uh, at Mr. Vote Tweets on Twitter. Make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow me at The Official Vote. Also, make sure to check me out over on um, the official page on Facebook. I always share where the cons are going to be at that we're going to, um, events that I'm doing personally, uh, Robin Reviews Movies. And a lot of other stuff over there. Uh, make sure also to check out everything happening with the Brick City Blockade podcast on Tumblr as well. Another great outlet for what we're doing. And finally, leave it off, Mr. Sean Misha. I don't have any social media, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys can find me on, on Facebook, Sean Michaud. Follow me on Twitter, Sean Michaud1. Follow me on Instagram, Zone2434. Follow my music on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. And we hope you had a great time here. Yeah. A one-year anniversary of the Big City Blockade Network. An yeah. epic almost two-hour podcast. Right. Thank you for listening if you've made it this far. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. And wake up if you haven't. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Listen to us yourself. For Brian Fontaine, R.W. Martin, Christopher James Letty, James Brown, Sean Michaud... This is Robin Vote from the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. Thank you for one awesome year of the Podcast Network. And as we say here all the time, may, may the, the force, force be, be with, with you. you.